website. Okay. Are we ready? So we're here. Good everybody. We're on Zion Amad Beis. V'omer Ab Yechenen. Towards the bottom of Zion Amad Beis. So the Gemara here brings many statements in the name that Ab Yechenen said in the name of Rab Shem Ben Yechi. V'omer Ab Yechenen. Mishum Rab Shem Ben Yechi. Rab Yechenen. Rab Yechenen said in the name of Rab Shem Ben Yechi. It's greater when you are able to serve somebody that's, that's teaching you Taira, even more than learning Taira from him. Okay? By, by serving him and, and learning from him by example, that's even greater than the Taira that you learn from him. Shanema, as the Pasik says, Poi Elisha ben Shafat That Elisha ben Shafat. So it says he poured water for Elio. So of course Elisha was Elio's Talmud, but it says he poured water. It doesn't say that he learned Taita from him, rather Eliyotzak, that he poured water. So I see that the fact that he served him and he learned from, by example from him is greater than the fact that he learned Taita from him. What is the reason why you did not come to Shul to Davin? So he answered him, Rav Nachman answered, I wasn't able. Rashi says he was too weak to go out of his house to go to Shul. So Rav Yitzchak said to him, Why didn't you gather ten people? At your home and make a minion there. Omalei, Sarab Nachman answers, Trichali Milsa. It's too much of a uh, bother. There are, there are two Pirushim uh, in this. Either Rab Nachman was saying, It's too much of a bother for me to gather 10 people, or he was saying, it's too, He doesn't want to be a bother to others to bring them into his house. The Lay Malay, Sanadi Gemara says, that Rav Yitzchak still said to him, V'leimelei mar, why don't you, Rav Nachman, say, L'shlucha de tzibura, to the shliach tzibur. The shliach tzibur here refers to the gabai, or to the person in shul that's in charge, that be'idne de matzli, at the time when they daven, be'idne de matzli tzibura, at the time when the tzibur is davening, le'si v'loy de They should tell you the exact time when, they're da- when they begin to daven and when they're davening, so you could join them in the davening. L'il nismas libereza, so Amalei, so Rav Nachman says, "My kulahai, what's the, what's the the big deal over here? Atkede kach, even if I don't have a minion, but I should daven at the time when there's a minion. What's the what's the whole, whole big deal over here?" Amalei, so he answers him, "Domer Rav Yechin and Mishum Rav Shimon Ben Yechi." Because of a statement that Rav Yechin is said in the name of Rav Shimon Ben Yechi, and that's what the Gemara is bringing this here. What's the pshat of this that it says in the Pesach? And I daven to you, Hashem, in a time that it should be an Eis Ratzin. So we see that some you can daven and sometimes it's an Eis Ratzin and sometimes not. What is that Eis Ratzin? So the Gemara says, If you daven at the time when the Tzibur is davening. So even if you're not davening with me, but you're davening the same time as the Tzibur, that's an Eis Ratzin. So there's just two things that I want to quickly point out about this Gemara. First of all, you see over here regarding the minion that he said, It's too much of a tircha for me to get a minion. So from here you see that on one hand a minion is extremely important, 
and we'll see in other places in Gemara about the importance of a minion, but at the same time, you see over here that a minion is not a chi of gomer. Just because it's tzrichili milsa, so if it's a chi of gomer, he should still get a minion. So you see from here that, uh, that it's not a chi of gomer to daven with a minion. That's, a, that's one point. Another point you see over here is, I want, I want to point out regarding the Gemara, when it says that you should daven b'shosh mispalulen, so there's a discussion in the Paiskin what that means. Because te- technically, if you're davening in the morning, anytime, there's somewhere in the world where somebody, the word is a me that's davening at that time. That place is called 777. Especially if you're... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So some people say that it's dafka over here when there's a shul by your block or the place where you're davening and someone is coming to tell you that the shul mamish in your vicinity is davening now, then it, then it uh, applies that you're davening with a me. But not some anywhere in the world, because Eilat Dov is safe. So now that we're talking about the importance of davening at the time of a minion, the Gemara brings other sources for this. There's another Pasuk as a source for this. In an Ace Ratzin I answer you, which is at the time when there's a minion. From another Pasuk, and the Eivishter, which is mighty, Velo Yimos does not despise. So the Gemara here is teaching that Kale, when is Hashem mighty? Uh, the Rabbim. The Kaber doesn't refer to the Eivishter, but the Kaber refers to the many people together. When many people are davening together, then Lo Yimos. Hashem does not despise their prayer. Uksiv and other Pasuk, it says, That the Eivishter listens to our prayers when it's Berabim, when it's with a Tzibur. Tan, the same thing says in a Braiser, from where do we know that Hashem does not despise the Tfilah when it comes from a Rabbim? So now the Gemara says the Pshat of the Pasik, this is a, a famous Gemara for, for, for us Lubavitchers that uh, learn Padabashalam Nafshi and the Maimadim. So the Gemara says, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kala Eisik B'Tayra B'Gemilus Chasadam U'Mispalalim HaTzibur, one that occupies his time with learning Tayra, and does G'Milus Chasadam, and davens with HaTzibur, Mailani Olav, I will consider it, Ki'ilu P'Do'ani Li'ilu L'Bani M'Venu M'Sailam, as if he has redeemed me and my children from amongst the nations of the world. So Rashi explains, Shalom refers to both Tayra, because Tayra brings Shalom to the world, and G'Milus Chasadam, of course, is Shalom. So that's how we see those two. And then the Mispal Matzibur is when it says, So when it says, nafshi, It refers to the Eivishter, that we redeem the Eivishter and its children from Golos through these three things, which are, of course, the three pillars that the world stands upon. A person that has a shul in a city. And he doesn't go into the shul to daven. He's called a bad neighbor. Because the Pasik says, Hashem says regarding my, my, my terrible neighbors, that are touching, they, they, they touch the inheritance that I have inherited to Yidin. Right? So the Pshat is, they touch, which means they touch, but they don't enter. They don't enter, the, the Nachla here refers to the Shul. They don't enter into the Shul. They go around the Shul, they're in the vicinity, it's in their neighborhood, but they don't enter into the Shul. And the refers to these people, my bad neighbors. <laughs> this individual causes exile for himself and his children. And the Pasuk there continues, I will remove them from the land. And the whole Beis Yehuda I will remove from the land. 
Now the Gemara says a very interesting statement. It was said to Rabbi Yechenen. We have more Gemaras? Huh? Okay. There are old people that are alive in Bavel. Okay. Interesting. Just to, um, to mention the Pshat of the Ben Eshchai and the Sefer Ben Yoyada, why in the world was this statement said to Rabbi Yechenen? So he says a very fascinating Pshat. We had before in the Gemara regarding Rabbi Yechenen that he had ten children that passed away. Right? So Rabbi Yechenen then had another child that was still alive, and he wanted to, to, him to have a mazel, to stay alive. So he sent him away in the, to Bavel that he should stay alive over there. But Rabbi Yechenen was very concerned, maybe in Bavel he won't live a long life, as we'll see in a moment why he had that concern. So people told Rabbi Yechenen, you sent your son to Bavel, don't worry, he'll live a long life there because there are old people living in Bavel. So what was Rabbi Yechenen's concern? Toma va'amar. Rabbi Yechenen wondered and said, the Pasuk says that you'll have a long life and your children will have a long life, but only in Eretz Yisrael. So can't we learn from that that in you don't have this blessing? So Rav Yechenen was told, when people told Rav Yechenen that the people in Babel stand up early to come to Shul and they come late at night to Shul to learn, Omar, he said, This is what was beneficial for them. This is why they have long life. Kedom Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Lebonne, Rabbi Shua ben Levi said to his children, Kadimu v'chashichu v'ailu l'bek nishte, wake up early and go to sleep late, and remain late, that is, in shul l'bek nishte, ki heichi l'toychu chaye. So you have long life. Omer Ravachah b'Rab Chanine, Ravachah b'Rab Chanine brought a source for this. Maikra, where do we see this in the Pasuk? Ashrei Adam, fortunate is the man, Shaimei Ali, that listens to me, Lishkei Dal Dal Saisai, that stands diligently, comes to my doors in the shul, Yoim Yoim every day, Lishmoi Mezuzas Pischi, then he stands, he comes to the, to the mezuzas of my door, to, to the shul of, of, uh, every day. Oksiv Basrei, and what does the Pasuk say later? Ki Moitzei The ones that uh, find me and aren't there, and find me in the shul, have find life. So the Gemara here is going to bring a few things regarding a shul. There's a few interruptions on the way, but the Gemara is going to discuss the uh, the mile of coming to shul and davening in shul as we discussed and learning in shul. When a person enters to shul, he should enter through this. Well, the simple shot would be he should enter through two doors to come into shul to daven. So the Gemara asks, Do you think that this is the me that this is what it means? He has to go through two doors to enter into Shul. What would be the point of that? Rather, the Pshar is Enter in the Shul. Don't enter and immediately sit down right there in Davin. Enter the space of Tupsachim, and then you come to Davin. The space of Tupsachim would be four Amis, which is about six to eight feet. Enter into the Shul and don't daven right at the door. Rashi's Pshat is because if you're davening at the door, what you're at least showing to others, it seems that you want to, as soon as davening is over, you want to be the first one out. So therefore it shows that, that the davening is like a heavy weight on you. So therefore you go further into the shul. Others say that it's because if you're right at the door, so then you could look out and, and you get distracted during your davening. There's, all, there's a few pshatim, so at that, but that's the concept over here. That, yeah, when, you, when you're daven, you should enter further in. But it does say, I think it's even brought in Shulchan Aruch B'Fedish, if a person has a Malkin Kavua, and his Malkin Kavua happens to be by the door, then this doesn't apply. We learned before already in the Gemara about the importance of a Malkin Kavua. 
Zakta Gemara Vaital Zaisi Spal Kol Chosid Elecha. This is whatever Chosid Davens to you. Le Eis Mitzay. The time, a time to for, to to find. What what's the pshat? He's, he's, uh, he Davens to the Eibushter for a time to be able to find. What is he finding? Amar Ab Chanina Leis Mitzay. When the pasuk says he Davens for that time when he has to find, what does he have to find? Zu Isha. And it comes the time to find a wife. Shanemar, as the Pasik says, Motza Isha, Motza Toiv. Found a wife, he found good. So, therefore, the expression of Metzoi refers to a wife. Bimarave, in Eretz Yisrael, Kinosa Vinish Itza. When a person got married, Omrile, people would comment to him, Hachi, as follows Motza oi Motza. Is your wife in the category of a Motza or in the category of Motza? What's the difference? Motza. Probably answer all honestly. Right, huh? Matzah dichsev, matzah is an expression that's used regarding a wife that's a good wife. V'yofik ratzim Hashem, Hashem, and it's it's Hashem's goodwill. Matzah is negative. Dichsev matzah ni mar mi that my, the wife could be more bitter even than death. So I saw interesting pshat on this gemara. It's a pelagic gemara. I mean, this this is what you ask a person. I mean, come on, it's menschlichkeit. It doesn't make sense. Forget about lashon hara. you're asking a person such a question. So elamai the pshat over here is that people would comment to a person when he got married. Look, you got married. That's in your hands. What's your attitude? Did you get matzah? Did you get meitzah? If in your if in your eyes it's a matzah, that's what it'll be. If in your eyes it's a meitzah, it could end up being that as well. Okay, it's upshot I saw. Zaktik Maravaita Rabnasana Imer Le Ace Mitsoi, going back to the Pasik, that a person Davins Le Ace Mitsoi, what is the expression of Mitsoi means Zutaira? It refers to learning Taira, that a person should daven to have time to learn Taira. Shanema ki moitsai moitsachayim. The Pasik says regarding Taira, when you find it, you find life. A different shot, le ace mitsai zumisa. This refers to the time when a person passes away. That a person davens that shenem ala moves teitzois. So regarding death, it uses the term teitzois, which is the same as the, the source of the word motza. So Rashi explains what this refers to is that a person should also daven that he should pass away a peaceful a peaceful death from this world. Tanya nami yachi a riot to this in a brayse. The brayse says teisha meis shloishim mine misa nivru ba'ilam. There are nine hundred and three different ways that a person can pass away from this world. Shenema, the source of this is, la moves teitzois, and teitzois, the word teitzois is begematria hachi. It's the gematria of 903. Okay? hachi havo. Now the Gemara says, regarding the, the various different ways that a person can pass away from the world, the Gemara doesn't go through all 903, but the Gemara does, the, the, what's the, what would be the worst scenario, and what would be the best scenario. The worst of all is Aschera. Aschera, if you look into Rashi, it's interesting, you'll see Rashi says, even in the, in the old French, so the Lashon of Rashi is, is stranglement balaz. So it's by strangulation, basically. Okay? So that's Aschera. Uh, when a person ca- is, loses his breath to breathe, that, that's, that's the concept of Aschera. Neshike, <coughs> sorry, uh, the easiest way to pass away from the world is Nishika. A kiss from Hashem, which is the Misa that it says by Aaron and by Moshe and by Miriam. So now the Gemara describes this. 
When a person passes away with Aschara, Damya, this could be compared. So this is, we're talking here about the, 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 the Neshama departing from the body, or taking the Neshama out of the body. So this could be compared to when you have thorns, in a fleece of wool. When you try to pull out the thorns, you're taking it out to your back and throwing it away, the, uh, the wool will come along as well. It's very hard to separate the thorns from the wool. The same also over here, this is a, this is a very difficult uh, depart, departing of the soul from the body. Vekedomri, another description was given to Aschera, Kepituri Veshet. You have these thick ropes that, are, that are, have to be placed into a small, and not small, but into holes that are the exact size of a, uh, of the, and Rashi says it refers to boats, that in those days, the way that would, they would tie together the panels of the boats would be with these uh, ropes, and it would be the exact size where you have to get it into the hole. Today's day and age, it would be when you're having a difficult time getting your shoelace into the hole of the... Okay, something like that. Okay. Nishike, now the Gemara describes what Nishike is. Damye kemashchol benise mechalbe, trying to take a hair out of milk. That's the way the soul departs from the body. The Gemara gives another pshat for le'eis mitzai, Rav Yechen and Omar, le'eis mitzai zukvura. Le'eis mitzai refers to a person's burial, that it should daven, even for this, that the burial should be the way it should, it's supposed to be. Omar Abchanina, my crowd, the source for this in a posik, asmechem elai, the ones that are happy to, with me, gil, yosisu, kiyimtsu kever, because they find burial. Omer Rabbi Barav Shile, Rabbi Barav Shile commented regarding this. Hainu da Omri Inchi, this is the statement that people say, Luboi Inish Rachmi, a person should daven to the Evishter, that everything should go the way it's supposed to. Afila ad zibula basraiser shlama, including the last shovel of dirt that's placed upon the person after he passes away, that that should go the way it should go properly, that, that as well a person has to daven for. Till that point. Mazutra Omar, Mazutra said another pshat, and this is the final pshat the Gemara says for Le'es Mitzai. Le'es Mitzai means Ze'e that a person should have available a bathroom when he needs it. Omri B'marove, in Eretz Yisrael, they said, Hoda Mazutra Adifa Mikulo. This pshat of Mazutra, to daven, that a person should have the facilities when he needs it, available for him, is more important than all the other pshatim. Rashi points out that in Bavel, I mean, of course in those days, the facilities were not available in every person's private home, you had to go out, outside. But in Bavel, Rashi points out that, the, that the, in many places the land was with a lot of moisture and it was very hard to have the facilities available for people, and many times it had to be far out in the field. So therefore, this was specifically in Bavel, a serious issue. So we return now to the sugya about the shuls. Tell us some of, one of the, some of the good things, the Amrit Mishmeh that Avchiste, that you said in the name of Avchiste, B'mila de Beknishta. The matters regarding the importance of coming to a shul to dive and to learn. Omar Lei, Sarah from Bar Papa said, Hochi Omar Avchiste. This is what Avchiste said. My Dechsev, what's the meaning of the Pasuk that says, Oyev Hashem Sharei Tzion Mikol Mishkan Es Yaakov. Hashem loves the gates of Tzion from all the, all the uh, dwellings of Yaakov. What is Sharei Tzion referring to? Oyev Hashem Sha'arim HaMetsuyonim Bahalacha. The Ebeshter loves the, the gates where, the, the, where, people are, where people designate to learn Halacha. More than any other and And Bahainu, the Amar Abchir Barami, this is related to a statement that Abchir Barami said, Mishmei Duula, Miyoyim, 
Shachar of Beis Hamikdash from the day that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. The place where Hashem dwells is in the place the four cubits where people learn halacha. There's a very lengthy sikha of the Rebbe in Chelik Tezai in Parshas Yisrael where the Rebbe discusses this statement in the Gemara. I'll just say Bekitzer one of the Nukulis that the Rebbe says there in that sikha. Based on the Pirisha Mishnayis of the Rambam, the Rambam discusses this Gemara. What does it mean, Dafke, in the place where there's halacha, replaces the Hashras, Hashchin of the Beis Mikdash? And the Rambam over there says that the halacha of the Gemara here is not the way it sounds like in simple Pshat halacha. The halacha of the Gemara refers, the Lashon of the Rambam is, Achtus HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Rebbe points out that what the Rambam means is, it refers to those halachas that pertain to the Achtus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whether it's Amun and Eibishter, Avas Hashem, Yiris Hashem, which are the Yisaitis of all the halachas, as the Rambam himself refers to all these halachas as Yisaiti Hatayra. So the Dal Damashal Halacha that the Gemara is talking about over here is a place where people are designating to learn and discuss these matters of the Yisaiti Halachas of Amunna and Achtas Hashem and so on. There's much more there in the Sikha, you can take a look. It's a Chelik Tazayin. In the beginning, I would learn in my house, and then I would go to Shul to Daven. But even the Shemayin Elohad Amar Abchiyah Ba'ami Mishmeidu Ula, when I heard what Abchiyah Ba'ami said, that Miyayim Shacharava Besamikdash Ein Leila Kadosh Baruch Hu Ba'ilama Yala Arba Amashal Alachal Bulvat, that where is the Ebrish to dwelling in the place where I'm learning Taira Lehave Matzlina Lehechad Garisna. So I dive in, in the place where I learned. So there's a machleikus yishenim about this, which is brought in Shulchan Aruch. The Rambam says this is not at the expense of a minion. It's only if you have a minion, if you brought a minion to his house or wherever it is, it's only with a minion. Rabbeinu Yaina, Arab says, and this is the Ramaz Psak, that it's even without a minion. The, the, the value of davening, the place where you learn, is even more valuable than having a minion. They had 13 shuls in the city where they lived, in the city of Tveria. But they were daven in that place that they had designated where they learned between two pillars, over there where they learned, that's where they always daven. They didn't go to any other shul. A person that is benefiting and is living off his own work that he's toiling on is greater than a person that's a God-fearing Jew. The Ilu Gabi, so some of Farshim say the Pshad of the here is, of course, this person that's working for a living is also a Yerei Shemayim. And the Gemara is saying that this person, which is a Yerei Shemayim, and works for his own living, is greater than a person that's a Yerei Shemayim and does not uh, feed himself from his own work that he works for himself. The Ilagab regarding Yerei Shemayim, it says, Ashrei Ish, fortunate is this man, Yerei Hashem, that he fears Hashem. But the Ilagab a person that, that derives his benefits from his own work, the Pasik says, Yegiya Kapecha Kisaychal, so it says, Ashrecha, fortunate are you, and then it adds, Vitoivloch, and you're, it's also good. And the Gemara Taitches, Ashrecha Bailamazeh, you are fortunate in this world, and Vitoivloch, and it's good for you, Loilamaba. The, the, the added expression of the Tevlach does not say there. So we see that a person that is Nanim Yigiyah Kapecha has an advantage. Another statement from the same Ammayr, Rabchiyah Barami said, Mishmeidul in the name of Ula. A person should live in the same city, in the same place where his teacher lives. 
conclusion. And the Gemara brings a proof for this. Shekhozman, Shashimi ben Geira Kayom, as long as Shimi ben Geira, which was a great Rebbe and Talmud Chochem, that was the teacher of Shleima Melech, as long as he was alive, Leinosa Shleima as Bas Pare. Shleimah did not marry the daughter of Parai, which Nebuchadnezzar was not happy about. So he didn't do that until his teacher wasn't there in the city where he lived. So now the Gemara asks a question, and there's Vatanya, in a different Braisa we learned, Al Yodah, a person should not live in the same city where his teacher, where his Rebbe lives. So the Gemara answers, Loi Kashia, Ha the in a case where a person is subservient to his teacher, he listens to his teacher, so let him live in the same city to follow his advice and his guidance. If it's a person that knows he doesn't have the ability to follow his teacher's guidance, so then it's only going to be, cause trouble. So let him not live there. What does it mean what it says in the Pasuk? Those that leave Hashem will perish. What is this referring to? This refers to an individual that leaves the sefetayda, the bachadzir, sefetayda keshu pasuach, when you're in shul, in the middle of laning, and a person walks out in the middle of kriyas ha so this is the oiz Hashem that the Pasuk's talking about. Rabavo nothing ben gavra le gavra. Rabavo would walk out, even when the sefetayda, by kriyas ha but ben gavra le gavra, he would walk out, between one ali and another. How about between one Pasuk and another Pasuk? Are you allowed to walk out? In those days, they would make a break between one Pasuk and another because there was a maturgaman. They would have a translation for each Pasuk. So could you walk out between one Pasuk and another? Take. Rav Sheishes, Mahader Ape, he would turn away from the Teira, the goddess, and he would learn during Kriyasa Teira. Omar, and he would say, Anan bididon, we are busy learning our things, our subjects, and then Vienu bididu, and they're busy kriya satayra, learning their things. So this is, this is, this is a very, very uh, shocking statement of Yerfan Avsheshis, which Taisvis talks about. There are various pratim in this. Taisvis says a few things. First of all, Taisvis says he, was, he must have been learning quietly, not to disturb anybody else that's listening to, to kriya satayra. Number two, Taisvis says that Rav, Rav Sheshis... Of Sheishes, um, see in a second over here, uh, Of was an individual that he never interrupted his learning, so he's not chayef to hear the Kriya Satayra. So he learned his own shir that he was busy with. Another pshat that it says is Rav Sheishes was a, a saginoi, he was blind, so therefore he wasn't chayef mitzvahs on Kriya Satayra, so therefore he was able to learn his own schedule. But other, otherwise, you can't, you can't do this during Kriya Satayra. Sounds like a nam to be done. Sounds like he's, he has a shir, yeah, he's not. Wasn't only with himself. He sang, or he was speaking about himself in a plural term. Mm-hmm. A person should always complete the parshas of the week that is. This is the source. This is imatzibur. Correct. This is the source of the concept to do shnayim mikravechatagim with the tzibur on a weekly basis. Uh, yeah, when when the tzibur is learning this parsha, and the Gemara adds vafila tores vidivan. When you do the Shnai Mikra Targum, that includes a, a words like a Tariz Vidivine, so Rashi says these are words that have no Targum, so you say it three times. Shekola Mashlim, Parshi Yosef, and Matzibor, one that, saw, that does the Shnai Mikra Targum with the Tzibor, Marichin Lo Yom of Hashem gives him a long life. We'll see in a moment. The Gemara is going to explain. Rav Bivi Barabaya Sova, Rav Bivi Barabaya had the following idea. La Shluminu Le Parshiyasa, the Kulashata, he's going to do all the parshas of the whole year. What's the day he chose? Vamaila Yaime de Kippuri. On Erev Yom Kippur. 
That's when he wanted to do the parsha to be marvel seder for the whole year. So said the following the Pasik says regarding Erev Yom Kippur, we learn out from this Pasik So the Pasik says that the affliction to the soul, the fasting is on Why is the Pasik describing this as You fast on the tenth on Yom Kippur. What this Pasuk teaches you is, if you're eating and drinking on the ninth day, it's as if you fasted twice on, on, on the Erev Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur. So basically he was telling him, it's not, it's not a time, to, it's, it's just no time, you have to eat and drink that. It's not a time for being Mavasad, or all the parishes of the Old Torah. So not Savalak Duminu. So he had another idea. So maybe he'll do it earlier. He'll take one Shabbos, let's say Bereshis, and he'll do the Parshish of the whole year. Amalehu Sabbat Tanina. So this older Tana told him, this older Sabbat told him, Ubulvad Shalayaktim Vishalayachim. No, you can't do that because, sorry, sorry, I read this wrong. Amalehu Sabbat Tanina, we learned in Abraise, Ubulvad Shalayaktim Vishalayachim. That when you do the Parshish, don't do it a week early, don't do it a week late, do it at that parsha of the week. And that's what the Gemara means by imat tzibur, to do it at the time when the rest of the tzibur is doing it. told his children, You should be with the tzibur. Before I continue with the Gemara, Taisus adds to this that the right time to do it is, he brings from a medrash that Moshe Rabbeinu, not Moshe Rabbeinu, sorry, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, told his children before he passed away that they should, they should not eat the Shabbos Suda in the morning before they do Shnai Mikra Vechatargum. Taisa says you could do it later, but the mitzvah and Amufchar is to do it before the Shabbos Suda in the morning. That's in Taisus. Now the Gemara continues uh, regarding what Rabbi Shua ben Levi told his children. So he told them to do Shnai Mikra Vechatargum with the Tzibur, but then he told them other things as well. Vihizaru bevaridin. Be careful with, with the varidin. Varidin are certain veins when you shech the chicken, so you have to shech, there are two, there are the, 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 the two arteries of the kona and the veshit that you have to shech. This varidin is not part of the shechita. The varidin are veins that have a lot of blood in it. So he says, you be careful also to cut the varidin, that the, the blood should come out of those veins. And the reason is, the Gemara brings for, let's see first the Mishnah that the Gemara brings, you should also cut those veins. And the reason is because if you're going to take the chicken whole and then, and then um, uh, roast the whole chicken as a whole thing and it, all the blood is inside, so you may, may be left with blood inside. So this is a, this is a, a way to drain out mm. the blood. The third thing he told them, <laughs> uh, I skipped something. <laughs> Be careful, you can still uh, give honor to an older person that has forgotten what he has learned because of because of his old age, something that's not the fault of his own. Because, because it says, In the Aren, there were the whole Luchais, the second set of Luchais, and there were also the Shivrei Luchais were in the Aren. So this individual, which is now like a shivrei lucha, he's, he's sick and he's not able to learn and he forgot his learning, he also deserves his honor. No connection. For some reason, it's interesting. These are the three things that Rabbi Shub and Levi told his children. These three things. Now we'll see what Rava told his children. When you cut meat, 
al tachtochu al gavaya. Don't cut the meat holding it in your hands. Pretty practical advice, right? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, Ikidomri, there are those that say, Mishum Sakana, yes, it's just so you may, you may come to cut yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a danger. Ikidomri, Mishum Kilkul Suda. And others say also practically that if you, cut it, if you cut the meat and you end up cutting yourself, even if it won't be dangerous, it won't be a deep cut, but the blood will make the food uh, disgusting. People won't want to eat it. Va'al Teshu, the third thing Rav told his children, or the second thing he told his children, Al Teshu al Mita Aramis, do not sit on the bed of an Armenian woman. The Gemara will soon explain what this means. Va'al Tavru achayre besakneses b'shoa Don't walk past the shoal, past the shul, behind the shul, when the tzibur is davening. Yeah, the Gemara will soon elaborate upon that as well. The Gemara first explains, what, what does this mean? Don't sit on the bed of, of an aramis. Why not? What's the meaning of this? So the Gemara gives a few pshatim. First pshat, What this means is, don't go to sleep without saying, You go to sleep without saying, You're going to sleep like a guy. So it's like you're sleeping in the bed of a guy. He was telling them, don't, go, don't get married to a giyotis. Okay? So the Mepharshim explained, I saw, saw this, uh, that they say, what does this mean? Why not get, get married to a giyotis? Not because there's anything wrong with a giyotis. Because it says regarding a giyotis that you're not allowed to embarrass a giyotis to, 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 for 10 generations. So therefore, if you marry a giyotis, you have to be very careful. A husband says to a wife one thing, so you, you always have to be, uh, there's a ma'alav by a giyotis. So, so therefore, you get yourself into trouble. That's the reason why you shouldn't marry Gaiyadis. Vekadomri Aramis Mamish. You can translate what it means. It literally do not sit on the bed of an Armenian woman. Why not? This is because of a story, an incident that happened with Rav Papa. The Rav Papa Azalagabi Aramis. Rav Papa had he had to go meet an Aramis. She brought out a bed, an Umraloi, and she said to him, Shev, sit down right over here. And on my law, he said to her, Eini Yoshev, I'm not sitting down on this bed, Ad until you lift up the sheet of the bed. She lifted up the sheet of the bed, and he found a dead child there. Right? So, this, so, so obviously what she was trying to do is he's going to sit down and then he'll be accused of, of killing this baby. After that incident, Chachamim said, Forbidden to sit in the midst of an Aram, a bed of an Aramis. Now the Gemara returns to the other thing that he told his children. Do not walk behind the shul at the time that the davened there. This is a proof to what Rabbi Shur ben Levi said. It's forbidden to go past the shul, behind in the back of a shul, when the tzibur is davening there. So now the Gemara qualifies this statement and explains when this applies. So you're walking behind the shul, and that's where the entrance to the shul is. And there's the entrance to the shul, and you're walking past it. So if that's the only entrance to the shul, so then you're not allowed to walk past the shul. And it says in the Mepharshim, the reason is because you look like you're a kaifer. Here's the shul, and you should enter. And you're walking past the shul, so it looks like that you're, that, uh, you're a kaifer in the Ebeshtus. That's why you're not walking in. So that's only if there's no other door. There's another door to enter, then less lumbar. You're passing by this door, but you may enter into another door. This is only said if there's no other shul in the city. If there's another shul, so you're not entering into this shul, but you still could enter into another shul. So therefore, less lumbar. It doesn't matter. Furthermore, the Gemara qualifies. 
If you're not carrying a, a package, which obviously means you're heading somewhere, you, yeah, you have to do something. Or you're not running and then going to, to get something done. Or if you're not wearing tefillin. If any of these, if you either have a package or you're, you're obviously running to somewhere, or you're wearing tefillin, it doesn't matter. Because if, if any of these, so it's clear that you're not refusing to enter the shul because of your lack of belief, but it's just that you're busy with something else. And wearing tefillin, obviously he, he, he believes in the Ebrishter. There are three things that I love the Goyim from Madai. What are the three things that they, that they, three things that they are accustomed to do? What we mentioned before, when you cut meat, they cut meat, they cut, they cut uh, the meat on the table, not on the hand. When they give a kiss, they give a kiss on the hand. So for someone that so it should be the kiss should be pleasant for everybody. So they kiss on the hand. Okay, right there. And when they seek advice from one another and they have to talk over something, they do it out in the field in a place where no one can listen. My kara, what's the what, where's there a pasuk for this last thing to, to 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 talk over a private subject? Go out into the field. So Yaakov called his wife Rachel and Leah, when he wanted to talk to them about leaving Lovan and going back to Eretz Yisrael, he called them out to the field to discuss the matter out to the field. Right? So from here you see that the walls have ears. And if you want to discuss a private matter, you got to go outside in the field. Rabbi Gamliel said uh, three things that I like the Goyim the Parsiyam. They are tsunua, they are modest in their eating. Tsunuam bevesa kise, they are they are um, tsunua, modest also in the in the bathroom, and they're also modest in marital relations. Okay? So these are the milos that they found in these in both in the Parsim and the Madhyam. But the Gemara concludes. There's a Pasik that says, Anitsivisilimakudoshai. I have commanded Mekudoshai, those that are designated to me. The Gemara, the Pasik there is talking about the, the uh, Modai and Paras that conquered Bavel. So it's talking about Modai and Paras. Tani Rav Yosef, Eloa Parsiim, Hamukudoshin Umuzumanim Legehenim. They are designated to go to Gehenim. So uh, regardless of these milas that they have, they still were Parsiim. <laughs> they were they they were not tzaddikim at all. Okay, this is the end of the Agadete, which what we discussed today was primarily regarding many different details regarding the shul. Now the Gemara returns back to the Mishnah. <coughs> so what did we learn in the Mishnah? In the Mishnah it said, that Rabbi Gamliel says that you say Kriyishma until when? Until Alois HaShachar. Right? We paskin like Rabbi Gamliel. Okay? Halach is like Rabbi Gamliel. Now the thing is, that when you read this Gemara, Halach and Rabbi Gamliel, it sounds like the Gemara is saying, we pass in like Rabbi Gamliel, that Lechatchili, you could say, Kriyishma, until Aleisa Shachar. But in Paiskim it says, the Rishayim we speak about it, that's not the Pshat here. Because really we pass in like the Chachamim, that you should say, Kriyishma, until Chatzais. But the Gemara is still saying, we pass in like Rabbi Gamliel, that Minatayre, the Pshat of Bishach Bacha, is as long as people are asleep, which is during the entire night until Aleisa Shachar. And not like the opinion of Rabbi Yezer in the Mishnah that said it's until Dashmur Rishayim when people go to sleep. So the, the halachic Rabbi Gamliel is regarding the Minat Tan, Yerab Shem Ben Yechi, Yerab Shem Ben Yechi said the following statement. Pa'amim, 
Sometimes it would be possible He can say Kriyishma twice during the night and once would be before the morning star comes up. And one time afterwards. And it could be with the once for the Kriyashma for the daytime. And once for the Kriyashma for the nighttime. So the Gemara will explain the statement. This seems to be contradictory here. Amrit, you say, He's reading Kriyashma twice during the night. So you're saying that it's nighttime. Even after Amudah Shachar, it's nighttime. And then, So after Amudah Shachar, it's still night. But but then he said, He's for the Kriyashma of the night and for the day. So Amudah Shachar is already day. So which one is it? So we see that it's day. And for the Gemara, no. Really, after Amud HaShachar, is still considered to be night. But why is he referring to it as day? And you're yaitzah the Kriyishma of the morning of the day. There are people that wake up at that time. See, even though it is still night, but by Kriyishma, like Rashi says, is what matters. That's one time when people get up. So therefore, you could be yaitzah the mitzvah of Kriyishma for the day. We pass in like this statement of Rabbi Shimon ben Yechi. Others said that when Rabbi Acha Bachanina said the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon ben Yechi, he said it regarding a different statement. I heard Tanya regarding another brayse where Rabbi Shimon ben Yechi said a similar thing. A person can say Kriyashma twice during the day. One before the sun comes up. And once after the sun comes up. And it'll be Yaitz's obligation of Kriyashma. both the of daytime and nighttime. So again, the Gemara asks a similar question. This is a contradiction in the statement here. Amrit, you say, that this person is reading Kriyashma twice daytime. So So you're referring to before Netzachama as day. And Vahadatani, but afterwards you say, that is of both by day and by night. So it's considered to be nighttime. I see that it's still nighttime. So the Gemara gives the same answer, similar answer. Loi, no, the Psharir is Even before Netzachama, it's already considered to be daytime. The only reason why it was referred to as night time, because there are people that are still sleeping in that time. So therefore, regarding Kriyashma, there are people that are still asleep, you could be Yetzir then. The halach is like this, like, like this statement of Rav Shemim ben Yaychi. So in the Paiskim it says that we, yeah, you could take the colors of both of these statements of Rav Shemim ben Yaychi. If you forgot to say Kriyashma, shal, shal Arvis, so B'diyavad you can say it, um, even past, in, in the morning you could say it like the Gemara describes over here. No, um, Huh? Right, and, yeah, until nets. And the same thing also, if you said Kriyashma Shal Shachris before nets, you could also be Yaitzah. So you can, but you can't do both though. You can't do both, uh, there will be a contradiction. But Yavid, you can do either one if a person didn't uh, say Kriyashma. So how does this okay. go according to Rabbi Leo? 
Uh, uh, until until uh, correct. Right. But bidiyevet. So this is bidiyevet. This is only bidiyevet. Shasat chak. Shat Gemara is going to say in a moment. You know, let's just finish a few more lines over here, going into the page. It's bishasat chak. Gemara explains. Omer Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. So that I read already. Omer Rabbi Zeire obuvatshel yemashkiveno. If he's saying kriyshma, so Rashi's pshadus. If he's saying kriyshma. In the morning, before, uh, by, by, right by, by Amuda Shachar, you can't say Ashkiveinu. People are not going to sleep then. People are, may still be asleep, but people are not going to sleep then. So you can't say the Brach of Ashkiveinu. Kiyosar of Yitzchak by Yosef Omar. Hod Rab Achib Rab Chanina Omar Rabbi Shua Ben Levi. Bechlal, this whole statement of Rab Achib Rab Chanina in the name of Rabbi Shua Ben Levi, that he said that this is the halacha, love b'fedish itmer. He actually never said so. Elo meklale itmer. It's something that was learned from a story, from an incident that happened. There's a group of Tamidah Chachamim, the Ishtaker Bihilule, they became drunk at the Chasaneh, the Brei, the Rabbi Shua ben Levi, of the son of Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Asla Kameh, the Rabbi Shua ben Levi, and they came to Rabbi Shua ben Levi and they asked him this question whether they could say, Kriyashma shall Arvis even, uh, even by Abu Shachar. So what happened? Omar, he responded, Kedai Rab This is a famous statement that Gemara says many times. That you could, yes, this is the source that you can be saying Rab Shem to say Krishna Shal Arvis even till Netzachama. Yeah. Huh? What? What? And Hanami, no, but to be yaitz of the mitzvah. To be yaitz of the mitzvah. If he has a good time, he's going to be able to do it. The Gemara is telling you that he has the mitzvah, though. That, that, I mean, that's the Teichon of this Gemara, not Stam Kakaira Batayra. Yeah. So these two, those two, um, yeah, 